This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into some of the NBA games today. We've got a good slate. Let's start with Portland at Cleveland. Trailblazers plus 280. Cavs are favored by 8.5, minus 350. I don't know if there's value there. Total, 217.5. I like the Cavs in this game just because their size has been consistent. You're a big NBA So I'm going to turn it over to you and your thoughts on what you see. The Cavs have been very impressive lately. The size you mentioned that they have down low, that's hard for teams to combat. But they are playing a three in four. So three games in four nights going into this game. And Portland has been fairly good this season. I know they're without Damian Lillard, but sometimes when the star goes out, the other players step up a little bit more. So I would lean towards taking the points with Portland at eight and a half. But when you have Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and then Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland and how they've been playing lately, that does scare me a little to to, to fully bet that. So I would lean towards Portland, but Cavs at home, I don't know if I want to go against it. So no, no official play there for me, um, but solid, solid, solid. Uh, look at, at the Cavs too, because they've been, they've been great. Won their last three too. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that's kind of a high number, but I also think that the score comes down because there's no Damian Lillard. So if a play that I do mm-hmm. have would be an under on the total at two seventeen and a half. again, when you've got that size down low, you're probably going to say, I would probably even look at some rebounding props, some double, double props on the Cleveland side. Um, when, when Dame little is out of there, Simmons can only do so much. Um, it, it's touch and go with Jokic. I mean, um, with Jurich. So you 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 don't know what you're going to get from Portland, Portland in terms of points. They'll compete, mm-hmm. but and that's where I stay away from the eight and a half. But I like that total to be under 217, maybe a, a one, 105, 100 game, somewhere in there that's going to keep that total down. So if there's a play I would have, it would be there. Yep, I, I right. agree, especially Cleveland's defense has been so good this year that that's, that's probably the right side. All right, Minnesota at Indiana, T-Wolves favored by their one-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 110, so there's some value there. Pacers, 110 as well. Uh, total at 234. Uh, Indiana's been showing a little bit of life. Minnesota's been kind of inconsistent, which I think has been weird. I still think the weirdest deal was getting Rudy Gobert and putting him next to Carl Anthony Towns. Like, is now Carl Anthony Towns going to be a seven-foot Kevin Durant, which was seven-foot, but it, it, and I'm still figuring how Minnesota is piecing this together. This is a weird game that I don't know how to touch. I, I think that Indiana may be on the upset side just because Rudy Gobert isn't going to give you the consistent points that you would expect from a big guy. No, the Timberwolves, I think, are just a mess this year. I agree with you. The whole trade for Rudy Gobert, all of a sudden you have him at the five. Cat at the four. Well, Cat can't defend anyone. So if you're going to put him up against maybe not a Pacers team, but like a good power forward, he's not doing anything. And then those two just kind of clog the lane. So Anthony Edwards, what he's so good at is getting to the basket, throwing down some dunks. He's all of a sudden not able to do any of that either. So this line being so close between the uh, Pacers and, and Wolves, it's fishy to me because you'd think the Wolves would be a better team than the Pacers, but 
only laying one and a half on the road. I don't like that. Uh, if I had to play anything in this game, I would look to the total because these two teams can score. Uh, again, the defense on Minnesota side has been lacking some, and both of these teams like to get out in transition. They like to play at a fast pace. So I think the over uh, at 234 and a half would be have to be my play for this game. Yeah, I like that play. Plus, I'd actually play Pacers to win out on the money line just because, as you mentioned, Minnesota sometimes could just absolutely lose it with the defense. And so if you've got Halliburton and you've got Buddy Heald potentially going off in this game, I don't know how they match that type of fast energy, quick, high-powered play. So I like the over, and if I want to get on maybe some plus money, I would take Indiana to win this game outright because it is at home. And you just don't know if Minnesota will just kind of turn off the lights, which they tend to do. All right. The marquee game tonight, I think, is Dallas at Boston. Mavericks, the underdog, plus 150 money play. Celtics favored by four and a half, minus 185 on the money line. Total of 218 and a half. There may be a chance that Jason Tatum is out of this game. Um, If there's a concern that I have for the Celtics, knowing as being here in New England, is that when Cy shows up, even if it doesn't necessarily score, it creates problems for the Celtics. So the inside game, Christian Wood, um, even Keebler, and these guys getting rebounds will force Tatum and Brown to have to continue to rebound. They struggled last night against Chicago. In fact, out of their three losses, two of them to Chicago, one of them to Cleveland, both teams with size. Dallas knows how to keep these scores low. They're... It's a fascinating – they're a fascinating team because when you got Luka Doncic, you expect this to be a high-scoring team. He's the high-scoring guy, and they have an ability to keep games under 100. That's a Rick Carlisle thing. So I, I, it is my heart as my heart falls to pull for my own Celtics. We are dealing with my money. I like <laughs> Dallas at the four and a half, not only to cover the spread, but probably pull off the win in a tough Boston Garden or Boston or TD Garden. Yeah, it's different when your money's on the line versus just rooting for your team you like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I would also agree with you taking the Mavericks. This line opened at Mavericks plus six, so I I wish I had grabbed it then, but it's moved down, obviously, in favor of the Mavericks, and I think that's the right play. Not only do they like to keep these games low-scoring, they keep these games against the Celtics fairly close. They know how to play teams close. Celtics coming off that loss to the Bulls, where they had a nine-game win streak prior to that. Oftentimes when a team goes on a big win streak, they have a loss. All of a sudden, like, the air is kind of let out of the sails a little bit where the the next couple games they're not quite back to um, the caliber that they were playing when they were on that win streak. So I think Boston, especially coming back home after a short road trip, that's also a spot where early in the game, you know, maybe I'd look to a Mavericks first half or something like that because a team coming back home, oftentimes they let their guard down a little early on in that game. And then he mentioned Jason Tatum is questionable. I could see him sitting tonight and, again, kind of coming off of that long win streak, one loss, okay, we're not going to continue this, you know, winning all of these games in a row, our streaks come to an end, let's relax and kind of recalibrate. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if Tatum sat tonight. Um, so I like the Mavs with, with the points here. I think that's the right move. Yeah, if there's a play that I would I would look at, maybe Celtics win lead first half, Dallas wins the game. Um, when you start getting, yeah, you get plus money as you get some good plus money in there. And plus, if it gets down to a one or two possession game, 
I would give the I would favor the Mavericks just because the Celtics are a perimeter shooting team. Legs are going to get tired. They're going to mm-hmm. start missing shots potentially, and there's nobody there to offensive rebound or put back for the Celtics. So I, I would definitely look at it as a way of getting some plus money. Celtics start off hot. They run quick up and down the court, maybe a first half lead by a couple of points, but end up losing the game. Probably a little bit of a shadow of what you saw from them last year where they were giving up fourth quarter leads. I think it won't be as big of a lead, but I think it might be a, a possession or two game in there. All right, Chicago at Milwaukee. Um, even though Chicago is not doing well, they're coming off a big win against uh, the 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 uh, the, uh, the uh, Celtics last night. Uh, Bulls plus two two sixty. Bucks are seven and a half point favorite. Uh, minus three fifty money total at two eighteen and a half. Um, I think this is a grind gears game um, where you, it's you won't see a lot of explosive offense. Um, that that total may seem a bit high to me. Uh, I know you follow the Bulls a bit, so. Am I crazy to think that the ability for uh, uh, Drummond and for Vucevic to be able to get rebounds to keep this game closer than the seven and a half? Yeah, KJ, we're on the same page today. This is our first show we've ever done together, and and our minds are clicking already because I like the under in this game. I think it's going to be a slower-paced game. Uh, you mentioned the, the rebounds from the Chicago's front court. I don't think that's going to come at, at a premium today. Um, and then if you look back at last year's playoffs, because Milwaukee bounced Chicago from the playoffs last year. So a bit of a revenge game for Chicago coming back to Milwaukee. And that oftentimes leads to lower scoring games a little bit more defense being played in that game. And in the, that series, I mean, those were low scoring games. Chicago put up uh 86 points, 81, 95, 100. So these two teams historically have kept things lower scoring. Zach Levine also has not looked like his same self these last couple games offensively. He's in a little bit of of a rut right now shooting. So if he can't get it together, that's all the better for the under, just because he's such a big piece to Chicago's offense. But uh, I think I would lean towards Milwaukee to cover this, but I like the underplay uh, a little bit better here. Yeah, I'm with you as well. It always seems like when Chicago has a big game at home, then they've got a, I, I want to say the bus ride, right? But then they've got a truck yeah. up to Milwaukee. It seems like just the energy just deflates from the team. You saw it in the playoffs, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. And I just don't know if they're going to be up for just the energy in Milwaukee that they have for that Bucks team, which they're neck and neck with the Celtics in terms of who's the king of the East. All right, continue with the NBA. Brooklyn off of their loss against Philly last night at Toronto. The Nets are a dog at plus 110. Raptors favored by a point and a half, minus 135, total 221 and a half. Do you see Brooklyn bouncing back from looking horrible last night against Philly? I mean, I think anything is going to look better than they looked last night against Philly, (laughs) especially uh, shooting from beyond the arc. I was really hoping that Brooklyn won last night in Philadelphia because then I was going to fade them coming into Toronto, kind of an emotional, Uh, what should have been an emotional win with Ben Simmons going back to Philly. They're on the road, a back-to-back. That sets up great for the Raptors. But now I don't really know what to do in this game. I like the Raptors at home. I like the pieces that they have. They're long, they're athletic. Uh, They can get hands in in passing lanes and get out in transition with, with a bunch of steals. But with the way Brooklyn played last night, 
they kind of need a big bounce back game and need to get back into rhythm and, and use this game a little bit more than I think they would have had they lost. I think they might have even sat some players or, or rested. So I'm at a loss of what to do for this game. This might just be one that I sit back and, and enjoy and, and not put any money on. For me, I'm going to jump on the Nets because last time I was here, I jumped on the Nets at Portland and they won that game in the last moment. So I'm jumping on there with the Nets for sure. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.